0: What's up, y'all? This is Nick Luciano. And this is Blake Moore. And and welcome welcome to Tratter Talk. Talk. This is a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. We're going to have some awesome guests on the show share our stories and cover uplifting topics to encourage y'all to conquer the day. Look out for new episodes every Wednesday on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And don't forget, smile every day and know your worth. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Trotter Talk, a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. My name is Nick Luciano.
1: I'm Roy Dinges.
0: Blake is still back home. This podcast is brought to you by Ariat, innovative and award-winning performance products for all types of outdoor work environments. Today, we have another special guest that just moved down to Texas. He just joined the team, Luciano, Team Trotter. We have Bo Dietrich. What's up, man? How are you I'm doing good happy to be here yeah you like texas so far i'm loving it how long was the drive down here it was 21 hours 21 you split it up right
2: yeah we did it in two days stopped in arkansas for one night then finished up came to texas
0: why'd you go to arkansas
2: i don't know we drove as far as we could go that was about 14 hours
0: dang and you drove with your dad right yep me and dad came down yep and now you are officially joining team luciano and uh team tratter as uh, one of the uh, management members. Yep. So we're excited to have Bo out here. Um, So now you're in this whole social media world. Um, We'll get into that a little bit later, but tell us a little bit about you. Tell us your background.
2: Yeah. So starting out, um, started out working on a farm when I was 14. Uh, When I got into high school, I worked two jobs working on a farm. I was a detailer at an auto shop. Um, When I graduated high school, Didn't know what I really wanted to do. Uh, My dad told me, well, until you figure it out, you're going to get a job. So I started working at a rock quarry uh, about 10 years ago and uh, started from the bottom, worked my way up. I moved for the company four times. I've been in Virginia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. And uh, it's been a long road, um, blue collar my whole life. Now I'm here taking a crack at social media. Uh, never in my life would have thought I'd be doing something like this, but here we are.
0: Yeah, taking a leap of faith. So when did uh? What did you basically do? Like, like working? You worked at
2: a coal mine, right? Basically, it was a surface limestone mine. Yeah, surface. What did you do there? So at the end, I was a plant supervisor. I was in charge of all the uh, production and maintenance side. Um, I've done everything from operating the heavy equipment, nine ninety two loaders triple seven haul trucks i've loaded train cars unloaded train cars um, been inside rock crushers doing all kinds of maintenance did a little bit of everything but it was primarily everything's outside out in the weather and uh it sucks
0: (laughs) yeah i see some of your snapchats and i'm like that looks rough it's actually a funny story like i just came to my brain like how we're all here right now because um i met you through roy and then how did you two meet
2: We actually met through a cornhole tournament about, what, seven, eight years ago? Yeah. So I had a buddy of mine I went to high school with, and he had a partner that backed out last second, asked me if I'd be interested, and I said, yeah, why not? And uh, Roy happened to be there, and uh, what actually got us together was baseball. I played Mm -hmm. baseball my whole life, and uh, one day Roy said, hey, why don't we go somewhere, throw the ball around a little bit, and uh, he said, hey, I got a buddy in New Jersey. Why don't you come out? We'll watch him play ball. Ever since then, me and Roy have been going on trips together. Every year we got a guy's trip. So that's go. how that all started.
0: Yeah, I got to go on the guys' trip. <laughs> yeah. I got to go to Colorado. And that's where I met Bo. And then we got to talking about, hey, because like you're saying, like, man, I really don't like my job. And I was like, you know what? I got we got this operation going down here, social media. I know it's a whole different world, but like, hey, we'll like let's take a shot at it. Yeah. you know, what Absolutely.
2: I, mean? I remember like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was, in, it was like,
0: uh, it, there seems to be a uh, a running theme within the Tratter house. And uh, ever since the beginning, like I've had them with Blake, I've had them with you guys. It's like whenever we go on trips or like we go somewhere, we get in a hot tub, right? Yep. And then all the business meetings happen in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> a few beers are in a hot tub. It's actually pretty funny. So, um, but yeah, we're excited to have you down.
1: I'm excited to be here. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, you've been here a couple of days uh, in Texas. Your dad loved it. He didn't want to go home. Yeah, he didn't want to go home. I don't blame him. <laughs> so, just a couple of days that you've been here, now you're used to working long days in the cold, uh, getting up at crazy times in the morning or, or working late. How's, how's the transition been from, from doing that to just a couple of days here?
2: Well, one thing I have found out pretty quickly is just because now I'm not working outside doesn't mean it's not long hours. I mean, just yesterday, I mean, it was nine, ten o'clock at night. We're still doing stuff for work. And I was like, man, I thought it was gonna be more, you know, but Hey, it's not a bad thing. Um, I will say the biggest benefit is not being out in the elements, the coal, you know, if it's pouring down rain outside, I'm not crawling around in mud, trying to, you know, put bolts back in a guard or something <laughs> like that, you know, <laughs> you can stay inside. So that's probably the biggest upside. Um, Still a lot of long hours. though. people think social media, oh, it's easy. You're just running around making TikToks all day. That that ain't it. Then mm-hmm. I've learned that pretty quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you yeah. got both y'all got thrown into the fire. It's yeah, it's just like crazy how. I just want to say it too, I'm just really grateful for y'all's help coming down here.
1: Well, it's it's quite a team. I'll I'll tell you that absolutely. Yeah, what what comes out of hot tub conversations. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so know. so your dad was here. He He's never been around TikTok. I mean, just you and your sister, uh, yeah. you know, seeing what little there is there. He came down to get to experience it firsthand. What what was his thoughts? He was mind blown. I ain't going to lie to you. You know,
2: <laughs> we go out to the bars at night. Everybody knows who Nick is, who Roy is, you know, and I had told him all this stuff, but I don't know if he really believed it. But when he actually saw it in action, he was like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it was pretty weird for me, though, the first time, you know, we're making a TikTok and my dad's sitting there watching me do it. I'm like, man, this is weird. Don't even look at him. Don't look at him. But no, he he's really excited for me. You know, my whole family is very supportive, which helps me out. You know, they're they're my rock. So Mm -hmm. if they're on board, I'm good to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that kind of like leads into another question that I want to ask is like when we talk about like taking that leap, like you've worked in an industry for 10 years similar how i've close to like five six years in engineering when you make a transition like what do you feel what are the pressures what does your family say like what are, what's the whole process when you make that like when you've made this leap
2: so like we talked about we started talking about this back last september mm-hmm. and i've been fighting myself since september to take this leap you know mm-hmm. i'll be honest it's one of the scariest things i've ever done in my whole life i've only ever worked outside worked with my hands And now it's, this is a whole different realm. And after about five, six months, the worst my job, got. it was, you know what? It's time to do it. You know, I Mm -hmm. listened to a lot of other podcasts, you know, motivational things. And it just keeps saying, if you don't take a risk, you're never going to go anywhere. If you're unhappy, you need to do something. You know, Roy always told me if you go so many days in a row and you're not happy, time to change. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't expect a different outcome and do the same thing every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I just finally, one day
1: I'm doing it. And yeah. here I am.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Took a lot of chirping from us too. Oh yeah. Roy, <laughs> about every
2: couple of days. When you coming, when you yeah. coming.
0: Yeah. I know he'd point the, 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 Snapchat at me. and I'm like, Bo, when you coming? <laughs> hey, come on, <laughs> <laughs> we need you here.
1: The, the whole TikTok side of it. I know when I started and I'm fairly new, just, just like you are, we started about the same time. Um, I'm still a little in my comfort zone. If you ask Nick, I'm still a lot in my comfort zone, <laughs> but I, I'm that. doing better. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're doing a lot better.
1: Yeah. yeah. You, I see when you're at home, you, you're totally in your comfort zone. But when you get around everybody else. I got to walk away. You, you got to walk <laughs> yeah. away. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of tiktokers watching this podcast what do you say to them
2: you know there comes a time where you just got to step out of comfort zone you know if you want to be successful you got to get over what people think about you especially in this kind of work you know we're making goofy funny videos dancing putting wigs on you're going to get made fun of it's just (laughs) just the way it is but who cares It is what it is you're doing what makes you happy and Mm -hmm. that's all that matters everybody else is what it
0: is. Yeah, and that reminds me of what Roy was saying the other day. He was having a conversation with your dad about how, like, his learning experience with TikTok. How we're we put on a production when we make a TikTok. We're actual actors, and I got to give it to you. You're really good. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> he is. Have you like the TikTok we made last night when you just sitting there pointing and dancing? Like I would have never thought of that. <laughs> like you put your own original twist on on TikTok and creating content. And that's part of the reason I love it too, because when you, when you talk about TikTok and creating content, and I think it's really inspiring with your story and your story, just coming from something so different. And because everybody's a creator, you know what I mean? Everybody has a creative juices in a way you have a vision for a video, you have a vision for a video. And I think it's a beautiful thing to watch. Like, because at your job, you're pretty much like, you know, told what to do. Like you supervise people, Absolutely. you tell them what to do. Like you don't really get to cre- create much, yeah. if that makes sense. Nope. You, you don't get to create much. Now you kind of like, you get to mold these things. And as me, from an outside perspective, I get to see y'all work. And it's like, it's really cool. I get to see like, like I said, I like studying people. So I get to know you guys a little bit better. <laughs> so it's like, it's really fun to watch. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so we go from TikTok to, let's go to another subject, kind of crossed my mind. Um, Of course, Caden, Blake, and Nick actually did it a couple weeks ago. They all got on a bull, but Nick has done it before, Blake, Caden, never have. You never have. Nope, sure haven't. But. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. I'm I'm going to do it. You heard it right here. So Be on the lookout for that one. Yeah, YouTube (laughs) vlog incoming. Is that something you've always, I mean, have have you ever thought about it or are we just throwing you into the fire?
2: No, I mean, a long time ago, you know, I used to do horseback riding lessons. You know, I I wanted to do rodeo a long time ago. And then the reason that kind of stopped was work. You know, I was working 70, 80 hours a week. I was playing baseball still. Um, I kind of just let it go. And then obviously being around you guys, going to the rodeos more often, seeing it, you know, it definitely sparked my interest again. And you know Nick, you know he's telling me I'm a I'm gonna sis out, so I can't let that happen.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: now you'll be fine. Got to do it at
2: least once just to say I did.
0: I know. I mean, it's it's such an experience too. Like just dropping down in the shoots, and I was like, it was so funny talking to you the other day about like I was doing my research. I was watching YouTube videos. Yep. And you're like asking questions about like, so what are they doing there when they're warm enough to rope? I mean, one like, thing about me is if I'm gonna do something,
2: I want to do it the best I can. Mm-hmm. So if, if watching videos, I get a little technique that helps me out, I'm gonna do it. I'm kind of a perfectionist. <laughs> I want to do as best I can.
0: Yeah. So you you say that you want to do the best you can. Where does that mindset come from, you think?
2: <sighs> you know, honestly, I feel like my you know, my dad, the way he raised me, you know, if you're gonna do something, do it with everything you got. And if you're gonna just, you know, half ass it, don't don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's where that comes from. My dad, you know, he uh he was tough on me, but it got me to where I am
0: today. Mm-hmm. I always think that's interesting. The influences in people's lives about like, because everybody has different mindsets. So like Roy, he, his mindset is like, if he's set on a task, he's got to complete it, right? Yep. And I'm like, where, where does that come from? What influences that? So, and I think that's really part of like the the country lifestyle too, about how you're raised and, you know, that absolutely. Like, it's so funny. Everybody, how we have on the podcast since it is country lifestyle centered, when we ask these questions about where does your mindset come from, it's like how I was raised. Yeah, I just think that's really really interesting
1: yeah it is and back to the the bull ride and the, the rodeo question I, I don't know if you've ever been to a rodeo Beside, was the pbr world finals the the first time that you've actually been to like a, a professional bull i've been ride? to
2: some like up in the harrisburg like the farm show and stuff right. like that but i mean as far as the real deal that was the first one yeah it's so. pretty awesome it? <laughs> oh yeah yeah that was a good time
0: well you're gonna get to come to a lot more oh i'm excited yeah very excited Yeah. And you, you mentioned that, um, like you always had like an interest in rodeo. Um, what were some of like the events that you wanted to do back then? Did you want to always be a bull rider or like, no,
2: honestly, originally steer wrestling is what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. but they told me you got to learn how to ride a horse before you can do that. So I got on a horse. There you go. So I did that for probably about a year, you know, I, Back then, I could ride a horse pretty good. Roy might disagree, though, after our Oregon trip. But, you know, <laughs> what, we won't go into that uh, one. What
0: happened on the Oregon trip? So uh,
2: we went out, visited one of Roy's friends, Jesse, and uh, we went on a horseback ride. We had some uh, cattle we had to find, and a uh, long, long ride. And it got to the point where we are going through a big wooded area, and there was a fallen tree down. And I'm watching Roy's horse to see kind of what I got to expect. Roy's horse, real slowly, just steps over the log. I'm like, all right, mine's going to do that too. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) This thing does a leap. I mean, my head hit the back of the horse's butt, and Roy's just looking at me laughing. And I thought, okay, I made it through. That's got to be the worst one. Nope. we go through, there's another one. Roy's horse does the same exact thing, just steps over real nice and slow. Nope. My thing is just hauling over top of this thing. I'm hanging on for dear life. Roy's dying. But the only thing I keep telling him is, I didn't fall off. I stayed on. <laughs> he did. So,
0: that's I, the
1: Oregon story.
0: I'm excited for that, to go out to Oregon.
1: Yeah, we're going to... Trust me. You get there, you'll you'll see a whole different way of life. That's for sure. And you ain't seen mountains, do you've been out there? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, do they compare to Colorado at all?
1: I'd say they're similar. It's just different, though. Yeah, it's just a different... It's just a different aura, I think, Yeah, you know, but you'll see when you get out there.
0: Yeah. It's like, cause I mean, I always love like, cause the Western lifestyle and country lifestyle is so different. Like we all grew up on the East coast. It's it's just like, it's a different vibe out here than Texas. Texas is definitely more Western. And then you got like, when I went to Arizona, like just doing stuff out in the desert. You know what I mean? I'm curious to see what it's like. out.
1: Yeah. I remember telling Bo that, uh, We were up there on the mountain overlooking the Snake River, and it just peaceful. And the scenery out there is incredible. And I remember telling Bo, I said, if nobody believes in God, how can you not when you stand here and look out over this creation? It's phenomenal. Absolutely.
0: I'm going to remember that. I want to see that view. You got to take me to that spot then.
1: We'll go there. It's one of our favorites. Absolutely.
0: I wanna talk I wanna talk more about like like Texas, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, what do you think about Texas? It's
2: a whole different world down here. <laughs> just the people are nicer, you know. I just like the lifestyle as far as how you dress, how people carry themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like there are better people down here.
0: Yeah. A lot more trucks too. Yeah, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> they you made <many> Toyotas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> In the stockyards too. We're always in the stockyards, but man, your dad loved the stockyards.
2: Oh yeah, he told me he loves it better than Nashville.
0: Really? Oh, oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah definitely. I don't
0: know. I think I think the stockyards are like they're definitely not as crowded as Nashville. He That's don't he show. don't like
1: crowds at all. Mm-mm. No, I mean I don't either. I'll take the stockyards any day. Over I mean, Nashville. like when we were at Nashville last
2: time, I mean there was some time. I mean your your shoulder to shoulder can't even move. Yeah, yeah.
0: The
1: and the
0: bars here, like I mean not to say that we go out and party all the time, but I'm just saying like the bars are just more like Western or rustic. Like we went to the white elephant cowboy channel. Like you just don't find bars like that, like back to back to back to back. And like, it's so cool to see like the tourists come through. And I think it's just really like, it's just so cool to see other people enjoying this lifestyle. And I think that's really kind of, our mission here too at the Tratter House, like we've brought in a lot of people like Bailey Zimmerman and now you're actually working with us um, and you're learning about this lifestyle and pretty much like, like going headfirst at it. Um, I, I just think that's really, really cool how we can give back to people and teach them about this lifestyle. If you know what I mean? Like if there's one thing that you've learned about this lifestyle, like what, what would it be?
2: Well, definitely on the dressing part, because Nick's got on me a couple times about how I'm not dressing up right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I threw my mom under the bus the one time, too, because uh, I'm actually the one that told her to sew them collar down on the vest that you all have uh-huh. it about. Ooh, it comes <laughs> out. I, I wasn't going to tell you that when
0: you got on me about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, man. But, uh, no, I've learned. I feel bad.
2: <laughs> I've learned, you know, with your jackets, your vest, pop collar, just the way it is, you know?
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not one to, like, judge how, how you dress. But like you were teaching me. Yeah, I was teaching like you, just, you don't sew your collars. <laughs> back home though, if you're walking
2: around with a pop collar, you know people are like, "What's wrong with this guy?" You know.
0: Well, yeah, that's also too. We talk about it a lot on the podcast back home in PA or Maryland. You wear a cowboy hat anywhere.
2: You're a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it you know, like shouldn't be looks. like that, but it's just the culture. It's a whole different culture.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I don't want to like, say like, like we judge how you dress. I'm just saying like, it's a culture. You oh, know what I, I know. mean? I know. Like. I know. And that's why I told Blake too, because he comes from Southern Illinois, and, and like Royce taught me how, to, like Royce taught me how to dress too, just kind of passing it down. You know what I mean? Especially with the the um the stack jeans look and the starch, like every like there's people who start out like Blake's
1: finally coming around. So about Texas, now that we're on that subject, I know growing up as a kid, I've always wanted to to move to Texas, and then I start riding bulls, and then it got better. And then started traveling the country, got to Texas, loved Texas, and now I'm here. Have you ever had any? Have you ever thought about moving to Texas before this? I
2: actually told my dad on the way down here. I said, if you'd have asked me last year, five years ago, I'd be living in Texas. I'd have called you crazy. <laughs> but I always told you I wanted to come to Texas. You did. And then once I got down here and saw what it was all about, I was like, yep, I can see me living there. Well,
0: your first time in Texas was. Last time you were here, right? January,
2: yeah. January. I've been yeah. here twice before this. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's crazy. I always knew I wanted to live in Texas. I always had like, um, you know, when I transferred colleges, I went to UNT. Um, as soon, it's it's so funny. As soon as I got here, I, I knew I wanted to move here. I and all the people we have at the Tratter House, they always say that too. You know what I mean? I've been here like a weekend. They're like, I'm moving here. I'm moving here. And a lot of people actually want to do (laughs) moving
2: here. I mean, it didn't take me too long. It's only been three months by the time I was here. The first time I'm living here about three months.
0: All right. So we'll (laughs) roll into our next section here, which is called Ariad Affirmations. It's been actually a really popular segment on the podcast. It's basically where we put out a, uh, um, poll on our Instagram story for people who are struggling with things. Um, and just asking for advice. And just as always a PSA, we're not, uh, mental health care experts or psychiatrists or anything like that just based on our experience of what we've been through. So this question is actually really uh, related to the topic we kind of touched on earlier, but we can kind of go deeper with it. Um, The question is from uh, our Instagram story. It says, um, a career I hate in all capitals with two exclamation points. A career (laughs) I hate. Advice on totally switching it up. And we can go to Bo on this one because You just did it.
2: Yeah. So, you know, one thing looking back now, you know, if you got a good job, you're making good money, you got the insurance, all that stuff. In the grand scheme of things, that's really not what's important. You can have all the money in the world, but if you're not happy, it doesn't mean anything. You know, and that's one thing I struggled with. You know, I had a good paying job and the thought of switching things up and not making as much money scared me. You know, I'm like, Hey, this sounds like a dumb move, but I kept telling myself, Roy kept telling me, my family told me, we just want you to be happy, you know, and with my job, because I hated it so much, I kind of went down a dark, dark road. You know, I really started to abuse alcohol. You know, there were days I'd come home from work, open up a bottle, of hundred proof whiskey and I would drank the whole bottle. I'd wake up the next morning laying on the floor. You know, and I, not a lot of people know that about me. You know, I'm ashamed that I even got to that point. Um, I had a failed relationship because of it. Um, I was so obsessed with my job, trying to make things work, trying to get my boss to approve of me, even though I never did anything wrong. You know, there was one day I worked 28 hours straight. I got there at 4 o'clock in the morning, and 5 o'clock is when I was going to leave. Well, we had a conveyor belt rip. And we had a new supervisor on site, and he had no idea what to do. Because I cared so much, I stayed. I didn't leave till 10 o'clock the next morning. And I worked the whole time. It wasn't like I went and took a nap. 28 hours straight. You know, I'd get home at night. The night shift supervisor would call me. Hey, man, the cylinder on the crusher just blew out. We're, we're done. And I remember it was 930 at night, and I got the call, jumped in my truck, drove an hour to work. Stayed all night, made sure the plant was ready to go. And because of my obsession with trying to make a job that I hate work, mm-hmm. it ruined my life. You know, it got to the point where I ended up having to go to therapy because I, I just lost myself. Mm-hmm. My confidence, you know, self-image. I was drinking alcohol. I just, I fell apart, you know, and it wasn't worth it. You know, for a year and a half, I killed myself for nothing. Um, So my biggest advice to somebody, if you hate your job, you're spending every day, you wake up, you can barely get out of bed, you got to try something else. You're not going to know until you try. But being happy is what's most important. You only live once. So Mm -hmm. you might as well do it happy.
0: Yeah. That was, I didn't know all that. That That's actually like, thanks for sharing that. That That's really powerful because a lot of people like, I, know, like, I can relate to it because, um, you know, you do the same thing over and over and over again. And it just gets repetitive. And it's kind of what you said earlier in the podcast where you do the same thing over and over again, expecting different r- results is literally the definition of insanity. Yep. <laughs> so it'll, it'll drive you crazy. And y- there are points where you love your job. There's highs and lows, but it's ultimately if it's not like something you want to wake up, every day and like give it your best at it's just like it's not meant for you and I think that's what people like they want to find a job that's meant for you and it's like it all boils down to like your purpose and what makes you happy and everybody you know finding their purpose is always is different and it doesn't have to be like one specific thing like a lot of people think that you know what my purpose is you know being the best, you know, freaking songwriter ever in life. Because you can songwrite forever and like, kind of hate it. You yeah. know what I mean? You can do yeah. the same thing over and over again and hate and hate it. But I've I've learned that my purpose is more broad. It's literally like just improvement. No matter what I do, my purpose is to improve, be yeah. the best at it, and always find new ways to make it fun. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. I'm never just gonna drive myself crazy trying to be the best at one thing. I'm gonna know my limits. I'm gonna know my expectations. I'm gonna do what makes me happy, and obviously step outside my comfort comfort zone a little bit to 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 excel at it. But I'm never gonna drive myself to that point where, because I've learned in engineering too. Like I went to my desk every morning. I'm sleepy, man. Like I'm sleepy, and I'm like dude, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, days and days and days go by. And I had the same conversations with my coworkers too um, about like, you know, maybe this just isn't meant for you. And yeah. I, But I, I went to school for it. I was similar to you. I went to school for it. I got a 4.0 GPA because I wanted to show everybody like I'm smart. Like I wanted the approval. Like, yeah. hey, I'm good at this. Like give me the job because I need the money to like be successful. And it just ultimately boils down. Like you got to do what makes you happy. Absolutely. hundred you know? percent. So,
2: you know, and, and another thing is, which one thing I struggled with when I was going through that, like it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you need help, get it, you know, don't just keep
1: going down that, that rabbit hole. So, yeah, that's for sure. <clears throat> Bo, I know you and I, you and I have talked about this because I know the situation with your job and I, I know people need to work. But find something that you're passionate about, that you love. And and like they said, you won't have to work a day in your life. But here's the thing. I, I don't understand why people go to work miserable every day, get through it, and do the same thing over and over. Like what good does it do a man to lay up treasures, to work his whole life, to save money, to pay bills? What good does it do a man to do that? And not enjoy life. It's all in vain. If you don't enjoy life, if you don't know if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's all in vain. Yeah. Tomorrow is never promised. Enjoy what you're doing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether it be a job or you're in a toxic relationship, you're in an abusive relationship, or anything that makes you unhappy, you know, um, even a bird in a cage will sing. Because you'll learn to you'll learn to love anything. Mm-hmm. You need to to break out of that cage. You need to get out and live life. Live life to the fullest. Enjoy your life. That that's one of the best things. You know, I've never thought about it until I've heard that. That, you know, we get so used to being torn down, whether it be at work or in a relationship, and you get used to it. It's it becomes a norm. You become complacent. And like I said, a bird in a cage will even sing because he, he learns to love it.
0: Yeah. It's like that's What is that song? You can learn to love anything.
1: Yeah. You can learn to love anything. Even a bird in a cage will sing.
0: That's. Yeah. I love that song. Look at Roy dropping. Wisdom I know. Bombs. I like that. He's, yeah. He gets, he's like, oh, I don't understand. He gets fired <laughs> up. Yeah. I, I don't have. understand it either. And I'm so, like, I'm so grateful that I have, like, good, like, you guys around me too. And, like, even help you, like, I feel so, like, like, it was a proud moment to help me, like, help you get out of that, if that makes sense. Because I see oh, yeah. what you went through, and I'm just like, man, that wasn't healthy. And um I just wanted to quickly touch on, like, you said you went to therapy, right? Like, what are some good, like. I've personally never been to therapy. What are some good, like, resources? Like, what, what, when you're seeking therapy, like, what is something that you looked for? Like, wh- how did it go, basically? Well,
2: the first thing is there's a lot of different kinds of therapists out there. I mean, mm-hmm. they specialize in all kinds of different things. Um, so I look for one, you know, confidence, self esteem, you know, anxiety, depression, all that stuff. And I, you know, I just picked when I was close to my job because I'd go right before work and then I'd go to work. I'd try to make myself feel better and go to work. You know, and she gave me some techniques. You know, one of the biggest things that really helped me out was there was three questions with any situation you got to ask yourself. And the one is, is this helpful? Is it true? And would you recommend it to a friend? So if somebody says something, you know, bad about you and it upsets you, Well, is it true? Well, you know if it's true or not. So if it's not, count that out. Would you tell your best friend the same thing? If you wouldn't, then you get that out. And it started to, in my mind, I could kick stuff before it even upset me or I got anxious or whatever. Because I'm a huge overthinker for anybody that knows me. I'll think of a thousand different scenarios when nothing's even going to happen. I just, I do it. So that really helped me kick that habit, you know, and sometimes just talking to somebody makes you feel better Mm -hmm. doesn't matter who it is but it was nice for me you know a third-party person didn't have any kind of bias to at all you know if you talk to your family obviously no matter what they're on your side you know but if I was wrong she would tell you or if you do something wrong hey here's how we're going to get better at this you know and there for a while I'd go once a week and that just that really helped me just to get things out because I'm the type of person too. I hold everything in. Yeah. I bottle it up and then, you know, you explode. You can't, can't hold it anymore. So just having that
0: out just to get it out of me really helped me. That's awesome. So what were those three things again? Is it true? Is it true? Is it helpful?
2: And would you recommend it to a friend? There you go.
0: You right now, if you're struggling right now, ask yourself those three questions right now. You
1: do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I hope that helped. <laughs> here, here's the thing that, that I wonder, and, and to me, I, I've never gone through any of that anxiety, depression, because, and if I was at a job that I didn't like, I was gone. But I know everybody's not the same. When, of course, you had good people around you, motivating you, lifting you up, giving you good advice, someone that's in your position Mentally, like you were. What triggers that to say, "Okay, I'm moving on"? What well, do you know? Do you have a defining moment in your life that, or in, you know, that you said, "I'm going to do it"?
2: Well, because of the situation I had at work, you know, it kept kind of building up until it kind of exploded, and I've been—I was to Texas twice. You know, I loved it down here. You guys, we were talking all the time. And that last moment where my job told me, hey, either you're transferring or you're going to have to do another job because basically your boss doesn't like you. That's kind of what
1: it got down to. I was like, this is it. If I'm going to do it, now's the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think somebody that was in your position or still is. I think they look for every excuse to stay there. Oh, 100%. Instead of every excuse to get out of there. You know, the one thing that I messed up with was it's going
2: to get better. Just give it more time. It's going to, you know, fix itself. And then something else would happen. Well, just give it two more weeks, give it another month. But after you do that for six months, you just wasted six months. You know, yeah, absolutely. There's going to be bad bad days. You're going to have, you're going to get an argument with somebody at work. People are going to say bad things about you. That's just part of life. Mm -hmm. But it's when it's so many days in a row, or if it happens so consistently,
0: it's time to go. Yeah. And it's like a part of me, like we talk about getting lost in that. It's crazy to me. Like when I was in engineering, I literally spent, I would talk to my coworkers about this. They're like, I spend more time with you guys than I do my actual family. And I'm like how sad is that? You know yep. what I mean? And to go through life working like people work 40 years of their life and spend more time with people they don't care about for a paycheck than they do their actual family. That's that's just sad and it just reminds me of the quote cuz we talk about like just living your life. I would rather plan like my life's work than plan my life around work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people, so many people get lost in like, okay, like you said, just give it six more months, give it another year. Like I could just keep planning around. I can keep planning around it. But no, you're just like, you're just, you're delaying it. You're delaying it. You got to go after your life and start planning that. It's kind of like treating the symptoms and not the disease. You know, you just gotta, you gotta go after it balls to the wall.
2: Because now I waited all this time and I'm wishing, man, I should have just did it three months ago.
0: Yeah. Wow. I think that's a good note to end it on. Or you want to say something else for me?
1: No, it's, it's perfect. And we talked about regrets on here before. And that's it. Yeah. Have you, no regrets. I have
0: no regrets. So I hope this pod... I thought that we had some really good conversations. Bo is like... It was really like... I know we... Like... We haven't known each other for like terribly long, but like, thank you for sharing that on the podcast. It it really is going to help a lot of people out there. You would not believe the the messages we get about people in the same situation as you, and your story is really powerful, dude. So, thanks, thanks for sharing that. Absolutely, and especially those tips like going to therapy and stuff like that. That's awesome. absolutely. All right, that was a great note it on um thank you all for watching so much uh if you guys have time make sure to go rate and review on apple podcast thank you to ariot for hooking it up and helping us with the production of this podcast we love the section ariot affirmation it really has helped a lot of people and today's obviously been one of the more helpful sections i would say um bo where can they go follow you on your socials um
2: instagram's bo dietrich Um, TikTok, same thing, at Bo Dietrich. (laughs) Awesome.
0: You can follow Trotter House and Trotter Company. All the socials will be listed on the screen. You can follow me, at the Clucciano, on pretty much everything. You can follow Roy on Instagram, at
1: Roy underscore Dinges, and TikTok is Roy Dinges. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you all again for watching. This has been another episode of great wisdom from Roy and an awesome story from Bo. Uh, I look forward to the next episode. We never know... What we're going to hear, what stories are that are going to amaze us next. So, um, again, thank you guys. And don't forget smile every day
1: and know your worth. All right. See y'all.